It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. market COVID-19 vaccines. Concern that the rich and powerful are jumping to the head of the line for the vaccine. And they were completely isolated. Stuck on a deserted island during the pandemic. How they came back and found a world changed. Then, Melania's new life, renovating Mar-a-Lago. And her search for a new school for Baron. Plus, whistleblower going viral. I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Did you? Oh, the mockery. Excuse me, order in the court, your highness. Then, what happened to Times Square? What the crossroads of the world looks like today. It's completely dead compared to last year. And their dream wedding, canceled by the pandemic. That is so nice of you. How they're spreading cheer to essential delivery workers. That's nice of you. Thank you. Plus, look what this homeowner found. The whole house is surrounded with liquor bottles. The stash of booze found stuffed inside the walls from Prohibition. Shut it out. What we dug up. We just found more bottles of this bootlegged alcohol under the floorboards. And epic collapse. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelby in today for Deborah. With COVID-19 numbers getting worse, a vaccine can't come soon enough. Now there are worries that people not willing to wait their turn to get the shots will turn to buying black market vaccines. And as Stephen Fabian reports, they are willing to spend high prices, but it comes with a serious warning. You're looking at millions of doses of precious COVID-19 vaccine stored in giant distribution hubs like this one in Chicago. Right now, the vaccines are under super tight security, awaiting emergency approval from the FDA, most likely on December 15th. But there are fears today that the rich and privileged will do whatever they can to jump to the front of the line. I spoke with Dr. Arthur Kaplan, medical ethics professor at New York University. Are we talking about a black market where people are selling vaccines in an alley? Wealthy people may go to a concierge doctor who makes an arrangement to get a hold of a vaccine, can handle the refrigeration, and makes it available to people in a practice for a price. Concierge Dr. Abe Malkin says some corporations may try to game the system. And certainly those who are most at risk and most vulnerable should be treated first. Do you think, though, there are other concierge doctors out there who will say, "Okay, here, just pay me. I'll jump you to the front of the line. Yes, I'm sure there will be some who would be tempted to take that measure to keep their patients happy. You know, not just physicians there. I'm sure there's companies right now that are lobbying the government to get 
pushed to the front of the line. But conservative pundit Bill Bennett thinks the vast majority of Americans will do the right thing. There will be people pushing other people out of the line. People will do and act respectfully toward this. And there were fireworks between two CNBC personalities over new restrictions being imposed on restaurants. I'm sorry. It's science. If it's you're wearing a mask, science. it's a different story. 500 people in a Lowe's aren't any safer than 150 people in a restaurant that holds 600. I don't believe it. Sorry. And because of the pandemic, the annual lighting of the National Christmas Tree hosted by the president and first lady was strictly virtual this year. And while Melania Trump is seeing to the holiday traditions at the White House, she said to be already planning for life after the White House, looking for a new school for son Barron. President Trump and the First Lady took part in the century-old tradition of lighting the national Christmas tree. Three, two, one. Due to the pandemic, Melania and the president actually lit the 30-foot-tall spruce on Monday night with no live audience. But their appearance was featured in a virtual ceremony that started streaming last night. We're also learning that the Trumps are discreetly making plans for life after the White House. They are expected to move to Palm Beach and live full-time at Mar-a-Lago. And at the top of Melania's post-White House plan is finding a new school for 14-year-old Barron. They have looked all over Palm Beach County and neighboring Broward County for just the right place. Sources close to the family are quoted as saying, there are several options and they will decide soon. Jose Lambier is a plugged-in former society columnist in Palm Beach. Barron's ninth grade, they're gonna end up in uh, Palm Beach Day School, which is a private school in the middle of the island. It's beautiful, that's where all the multi-millionaire, the billionaire children go. Afterwards, he's likely to go to the Benjamin School and they're used to celebrity children with their own security. The Trumps are also said to be sprucing up the family's 2,000 square foot residence at Mar-a-Lago to make it larger, more modern and comfortable. And it's not exactly the kind of attention the Trump team was looking for when they brought their star witness before a Michigan House panel presenting more unfounded claims of voter fraud. She's now going viral, being compared to a character from Saturday Night Live. Amber Cogliano reports. She's the Trump campaign's star witness, and she's turning into an overnight viral sensation. These Democrats took every avenue possible to commit fraud in this election. Melissa Carone's feisty testimony in Michigan is getting lots of attention today for all the wrong reasons. I know what I saw, and I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Excuse me, excuse me, order in the court, your highness. The late night TV hosts are having a field day, even suggesting she was under the influence. What are the odds she's wearing a rosé all-day tank top under that scarf? Others are comparing her to Cecily Strong's tipsy party girl character on SNL. Sir, I wrote a written affidavit. This election is an outrage. It's a joke, okay? It's a abomination. Even Rudy Giuliani thought she was over the top and tried to shush her. What about the turnout rate? 120%? 
Melissa Carone is fighting back today, denying she was drunk. Absolutely not, she tweeted. The 33-year-old single mom is an aspiring actress and model and computer specialist who was hired to troubleshoot the ballot machines on election night. Also raising eyebrows is the fact that Melissa Carone was charged in 2018 with obscenity for allegedly emailing sexually explicit video to her boyfriend's ex. She pled guilty to a lesser charge, which was dismissed after she served probation. Trump's legal team isn't having much luck proving widespread election fraud, but in Georgia yesterday, they presented what sure looked like shenanigans caught on surveillance video. You're watching what they claim are unsupervised poll workers pulling ballots from under a table. Why were the suitcases hidden under the table? And if they're ballots, why did they kick people out of the room? Why were they brought out after the observers were asked to leave? President Trump is calling it the smoking gun. Wow, blockbuster testimony taking place right now in Georgia, ballot stuffing by Dems. But Georgia election officials say it was all above board. Georgia's Secretary of State, they already investigated these claims and found nothing wrong. They had their own observers there the entire time. The suitcases are actually the normal containers that ballots are put in. Despite Trump's refusal to concede, President-elect Biden hopes Trump will be there on Inauguration Day for the good of the country. Important in the sense that we are able to demonstrate at the end of this chaos that he's created that there is peaceful transfer of power with the competing parties standing there, shaking hands and moving on. It's also being reported that the president has no plans of inviting Joe and Jill Biden to the White House before the inauguration on January 20th. It's known as the crossroads of the world. New York's Times Square, where 50 million people usually visit each year, more than any other destination spot in America. But today, because of the pandemic, it is a virtual ghost town. We are used to seeing New York's iconic Times Square like this. Crowded, noisy, thrilling to be around. But this is Times Square today, a virtual ghost town. The energy gone. Crowds have been replaced by the homeless. Businesses are boarded up, some shuttered for good. Now there's plenty of space for knuckleheads to take over the crossroads of the world. You usually can't walk in Times Square, and now there's no one. It's really there's sad. So this couple from South Carolina come back every year on their anniversary. Even a pandemic couldn't keep them away. It's completely dead compared to last year. The popular Ripley's Believe It or Not attraction is open, but we found it virtually empty inside. Like New York does, we will come back. Right now, we're still in the thick of it. The famous Junior's restaurant where people waited in long lines for a seat is closed. There's nothing going on. There's no Broadway shows. There's no office workers. There's no hotel occupancy. And until that all returns, you know, our, our goose is cooked. Restaurants that are open are pretty much empty, like Tony's DiNapoli. It's pretty dead today. Um, we did 74 people today, and last year we did about 700. And Broadway theaters, the lifeblood of Times Square, sit vacant. Even Mickey and Minnie are hard-pressed for customers. Those who love Times Square are clinging to hope that even a pandemic can't kill the magic. Dead or alive, we love Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> 
One forecast doesn't have tourism in New York City returning to normal until 2024. Now, most of us wish we could just erase 2020 from our memory, but imagine if you didn't have a clue about how bad things are. Well, these four scientists have been isolated on a remote island with no TV and no cell service, and they just returned home to a whole new world. Here's Jim Murray. Imagine living in total isolation, untouched by COVID-19, then returning to the USA to a raging pandemic. That's exactly what happened to these four scientists. It hasn't been that easy. <laughs> the researchers um, left for the Curie Atoll, a tiny dot in the Pacific, 1,300 miles from Honolulu last February. During their eight months at the atoll, they had no TV, no cell service, and very limited access to the internet. They came home to find the world changed. Matthew Salter says it was a shock. We had no connection to exactly what was going on back at home. Matthew Buchek says he was stunned by the first image he saw on TV when he landed at the airport in Honolulu. They had Sports Center playing on the TV in the lobby, and it was weird seeing no people in all the stadium seats. Charlie Thomas was struck to see the tourist mecca of Waikiki, a ghost town. All the streets were empty, and there was this nobody around, and yeah, that was pretty that was pretty freaky too. Naomi Worster says after eight long months away, coming home to wearing masks and social distancing is tough. To see our friends, you know, we could only do it from safe social distance, you know, no hugs. From living in one of the safest bubbles on earth to an out of control pandemic, life is definitely a big adjustment. Yeah, I think it's still shocking. And despite the pandemic, a new team is already being put together to return to the island because the scientists say the research must continue. Their wedding was canceled due to COVID-19, but instead of wasting all the treats they bought for guests, they decided to spread some holiday cheer by leaving the snacks on their doorstep, leading to some very special caught-on-tape moments. Here's Les Trent. That is so nice of you. You're awesome. One after another, these delivery guys are being treated to some holiday treats. It's so sweet when people do stuff like this. It's all courtesy of Brad Carter and his bride-to-be, Brittany. They were supposed to get married outside Chicago next week, but COVID-19 caused them to cancel the wedding. But they had a dilemma. What to do with all those snacks and drinks they bought for their wedding guests' goodie bags? We knew we were going to be getting a lot of packages from our uh, wedding registry, from the bridal shower and the wedding, and we just wanted to do something nice. So they left baskets of snacks and drinks on the front porch with a sign. We appreciate what you do this time of year. Please help yourself to some holiday cheer. This is good stuff right here, man. The delivery dudes sure appreciated the gesture. That's nice of you. Thank you. They gave thumbs up, took photos, and some even took the time to write thank you notes. What is your reaction to some of the reactions you're getting? It just meant a lot. Even just their look on their face of either shock or just like gratitude, you can tell by their smile. Yeah, sometimes they don't have time for breaks or lunches or whatever, and they can just grab this snack. It's just uh, something they really appreciate. That is awesome. Isn't that sweet? Those doorbell camera videos now have millions of views, but the couple says it's not about getting attention. By the way, they now have rescheduled their wedding for December 2021. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition after this.
next. Look what this homeowner found. The whole house is surrounded with liquor bottles. The stash of booze found stuffed inside the walls from Prohibition. Shut it out. What we dug up. We just found more bottles of this bootlegged alcohol under the floorboards. And epic collapse. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. He runs one of the world's biggest religious TV networks. Next, Inside Edition. His church needed millions of dollars in COVID-19 funds to pay employees. Two weeks later, the church bought this private jet. Did you use taxpayer money to buy a private jet? No, we did not. Then, nine months after the last Super Bowl, the babies are born. Here she is, our little Super Bowl baby. Watch the next Inside Edition. They were renovating a vintage house, and you won't believe what they found hidden behind the walls. More than 60 bottles of booze. So who put them there and why? It's a secret treasure hidden under a house for almost 100 years. We were always told that our house was built by a bootlegger, and now we actually have some proof. Inside the walls and under the floorboards is a stash of bottles from the Prohibition era of the Roaring Twenties. That's kind of interesting how they're packed. Many of the bottles were bundled together and wrapped in brown paper and straw. Lift off the cover, and there's banned booze straight out of the gangster Al Capone era. This wrapper includes a bottle of the finest Scots whiskey procurable. Check out the label, Old Smuggler. 1923. I know, it's pretty amazing. That is so cool. We're ready to come down? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Today, Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall went into the crawl space with the homeowners and found even more bottles. <laughs> Check it out. Look at the cork. Some of the hard liquor has evaporated over the decades. I think the ones stored on their side do not do well. But there's still a lot left. Oh my God. It's the upright ones that are actually the ones that seem to survive. Nick Drummond and Patrick Baker bought the fixer-upper in the tiny village of Ames, New York. Population, just 140. Intrigued by the house's history, they say they found that the original owner was a local bootlegger, Adolf Count Humpfner. He sort of died unexpectedly in our living room, leaving behind a huge fortune. Let's give this a go. Now so. it's time for a taste test. Nick and Patrick uncorked a bottle. Not bad. It, it does it's taste actually, like it's whiskey. You know what? No. It's pretty smooth. Cheers. Cheers. So the homeowners say they plan on selling the rest of the full bottles for about $1,000 each, which is what appraisers say they are worth. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come, epic collapse. For six decades, it's provided a peephole into outer space. Now this giant telescope has come crashing down in some very dramatic video. Watch out below. Stunning drone footage captures the moment one of the world's largest telescopes collapses. The 900-ton telescope came crashing down at an observatory in Puerto Rico. You can see the supporting cable snapping, and in just seconds, down it goes. The iconic telescope has appeared in several movies, most famously in the climax of the James Bond movie, GoldenEye. But its demise is more dramatic than anything out of Hollywood. 
and drama on the field during a high school football game. A player charges onto the field and attacks the ref. It happened at Edinburgh High School in Texas, and it came after the player was ejected from the game for unsportsmanlike conduct. That's when he returns to the field and slams the referee to the ground. He was escorted from the field by police. Well, the referee was checked out by medics to see if he had a concussion, but it was determined he was not seriously injured. And when we come back, one very guilty dog. What a mess. Oh, it's a mystery, all right. Who got into the toilet paper and chewed it up all over the living room? Could it be... Who, me? Charlie the Boxer gives the old side eye. What did you do? And check out this harmonious hound. He plays the piano and sings. Sure is cute. See you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Darius. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.